Good evening, everyone. This is Brother Brennan coming to you live from Fort Smith, Arkansas, with another Fishers of Men video broadcast. And it is good to be here this evening. It's great to be back on our second, um, our second, uh, our uh, second broadcast, our second Bible study broadcast, and. Um, Tonight, Lord willing, we're going to finish Matthew chapter 1, and uh, so in the next week we will do Matthew chapter 2, and we'll just kind of continue on and on and on and go from there, and uh, so that's what we're going to do tonight, finish up Matthew chapter 1 and then get into Matthew chapter 2, and so... Hopefully you guys uh, will. Hopefully you guys will um, see this as a blessing, and uh, hopefully you guys will be blessed by this. And uh, hopefully it'll be something that you guys can take with you and 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 teach others, and be able to learn also learn something yourselves. Um, so, anyways, <clears throat> before we get into tonight's lesson. Uh, one quick announcement. Um, this Sunday evening, I will be preaching uh, Sunday night. And um, I already know what I'm going to be preaching on. It's going to be... Uh, it's the, the message, the title of the message is God Makes... Uh, God Makes a Way. I believe it's what is what it is what it's called... Um, here, let me try to see here real quick, because I don't want to be wrong in the title that I titled it, but it's something to that extent of how God makes a way, and, um, so, whoops, that's not what I wanted, so, um, I'm going to be, and that's going to be surrounding um, that is going to be surrounding, um, how when God had made a way through, um, makes a way through the Red Sea and going to take that and apply it to things in my life, but also apply it to others' lives as well. So, and it, I, I didn't realize this, but, um... I thought I had started some notes on it, didn't realize I did, I actually looked it up, and turns out that I did, and it actually, the message that I'll be preaching is actually a part of a series, part of uh, a faith series that I did, and so I, it's just, it just, it's just, a, it's, a, it's amazing how it worked out the way it did, so... Um, so Sunday night, I'm going to be preaching that message. Um, I'm going to try to have it recorded as well as put it on Sermon Audio and YouTube and Facebook and get it out there so you all can have it. And, uh, hopefully it will be a blessing to you. Amen. So that's what's coming up on Sunday. Uh, in about another three to four weeks, we have Resurrection Sunday coming up. I'm not exactly sure um, 
the exact date on that, but that's coming up here pretty soon. So it'll be a time to celebrate our risen Lord and Savior. Amen. <clears throat> so um, with that said, let's we'll get into prayers and praises. Um, please do, uh, for prayer requests, do please pray for me. Um, I know Brother Joey, uh, he needs prayer. So pray for him. Um, he's got pain that he deals with ever so often. So pray for him and uh, pray, you know, uh, pray for my ministry. Pray for those who listen to these videos. Um, you know, just be in prayer that God will just have his way and will through, through this ministry, uh, through my life as well. And, uh, you know, pray that these videos will be uh, a blessing as well as make an impact in people's lives. Amen. So, my hope and prayer is that this will, you know, be a blessing um, for those um, who tune in. Amen. Um, I'm sorry, I'm kind of a little bit tired, had a long day at work, so bear with me, alright? And, uh, we... Let's see, what else? Is there any other thing that we need to do or anything? Um, I don't think so. Um, I don't know how long. This may not be a very lengthy video. This could this could be another short video. Um, don't know, but uh, you, you, you be praying for me, okay? And uh, this week I will be getting my message kind of polished up as well as getting next week's lesson all taken care of and uh some other things okay so you all pray for me um <clears throat> so i want to do a quick review real quick just a really a review of being able to read uh just through verses one through um, up basically up to 18 and, uh, we will, well, one through 17 and then we'll get into 18. Okay. Um, and so tonight we're going to be getting into the birth of Christ. And, uh, so we'll talk about why he came and stuff like that. And we'll just kind of let the Holy ghost do what he needs to do, uh, through this video. Okay. My, my hope and prayer is that through this, um, that the gospel will be presented and that people will get saved as a result of this, okay? So y'all pray for me. Now, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Matthew. The book of Matthew, and uh, we're going to start here in chapter 1, verse 1, and we're going to read through verse 17, and then we'll get into verse 18. Now, it says this, The book of the generation... Of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begat Isaac, and Isaac begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Judas and his brethren, and Judas begat Phedetz and Zadar of Damar, and Phedetz begat Esrom, and Esrom begat Adam, and Adam begat Aminadab, and Aminadab begat Nason, and Nason begat Salmon, and Salmon begat Booz of Rechab. And Booz begat Obed of Ruth, and Obed begat Jesse, 
and Jesse begat David the king. And David the king begat Solomon of Hur that had been the wife of Urias. And Solomon begat Rehoboam. And Rehoboam begat Abiah. And Abiah begat Asa. And Asa begat Jehos Josephat. And Josephat begat Jerome. And Jerome begat Uzziah. And Uzziah begat Yotham. And Yotam begat Achaz, and Achaz begat Ezekias, and Ezekias begat Manasses, and Manasses begat Amon, and Amon begat Josias, and Josias begat Yochanias, and his brethren, about the time they were carried away to Babylon. And after they were brought to Babylon, Yochanias begat Salathiel, and Salathiel begat Zurub. Zorobabel, and Zorobabel begat Abayud, and Abayud begat Alakam, and Alakam begat Azor, and Azor begat Sadok, and Sadok begat Achim, and Achim begat Eliud, and Eliud begat Eleazar, and Eleazar begat Nathan, and Nathan begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Joseph. The husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. So all the generations from Abraham to David are fourteen generations, and from David unto the carrying away into Babylon are fourteen generations, and from the carrying away into Babylon unto Christ are fourteen generations. So we see that we've gone through the generations, and it was uh, some of it was a little bit more detailed than others. Um, just because there was a lot there. Okay, now, so now we're going to begin in verse 18 with the birth of Christ. <clears throat> now it says this, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. So, espoused. So what that means was that at this time, Mary and Joseph were engaged. This was an espousal, is an was a was an engagement of some sorts. Okay, so they were they were engaged to be married, and it was during this time. That Mary was pregnant, in other words, with child. And so when a woman is with child, it means that she is pregnant. So being a spouse to Joseph, okay, and being with found with child, you know, you will notice that Joseph was going to try to put her away quietly. Privately, and uh, we'll see here in tonight's text that he doesn't do so. That an angel comes and appears to Joseph in a dream, telling him to fear not, to not be afraid, to take Mary as his wife, because that which was conceived in her was of the Holy Ghost. It was not some man, and. This is a miracle. Okay, so we see that 
Mary being espoused or engaged to Joseph, okay, Mary is a virgin. And this virgin, this young woman who's a virgin, conceives. Now you now you might say, Brandon, you're just you're crazy. You're nuts. You don't know what in the world you're talking about. Well, first of all, Mary had what is called as a immaculate conception, which means that it was done by the power of the Holy Ghost, and it was not done by any man. Now you might say, well, how is that possible? You know, a woman can't get pregnant without a man, and you're right. In our finite mind, it's only a man that can impregnate, impregnate and can actually cause a woman to be pregnant. Um, but that's not how it happened, okay? You see... Jesus once said, okay, with God, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Um, I just want to bring up that scripture here. Okay, all things are possible to those who believe. Uh, I gotta find it here. Let's see, possible. I gotta find the verse here because it's actually not in my notes. Um, let's see with. Let's do with God, and let's go down here to the New Testament. I'm sure we'll find it here. Oh, is it? Mm. See, possible with God. Okay, let's do impossible here. I'm sorry, guys. Um, I'm trying to find the verse, and I can't find it. This has been quite a week so far, I tell you. Um... But Jesus basically says that all things are pot. It's to man. Um, hang on. Let's do. Let's try one more word. I want to. I want to get this right. I, I want to get this right. I don't want to butcher it. Um, can be. Can't find it. Can't find it. Anyways, so the thing is, with man, 
This is impossible. But with God, all things are possible to them who believe. Okay? Um, whoops. I don't, my computer's going wonky. So please forgive me. Please be patient with me. Um, okay, well, it's not pulling up on here. I don't know why this software is not pulling it up. It's weird. Maybe I'm typing something in wrong. But, anyways. So, um, Jesus said that all things are possible to those who believe. Okay. So, the point I want to make is that, yes, this is impossible with man that Mary would be, would, it's impossible with man for Mary to be, to have an immaculate conception. But with God, all things are possible. Okay? All things are possible to those who believe. So it was by the power of the Holy Ghost that Mary conceived. It was not, a, it was not man's job. It wasn't a man that impregnated Mary because she was a virgin. So it is possible through God... For a virgin to be pregnant. And let me tell you something. Okay, Let me encourage you on something here. If God. If God. Can use his power. To have a virgin. Conceive. A child. Without a man. How much more can, can God help you with the things that you struggle with in your life? Just think about that. If God, if by the power of the Holy Ghost, okay, Mary conceives by the power of the, from the power of the Holy Ghost, how much, how much more can God help you with the things that you struggle with in your day-to-day -day lives? Nothing is impossible with God. I want you to just 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 think about that for a minute. Because the immaculate conception of Mary shows you the tremendous power that God has. Okay, it really does. And it's a miracle that only one time in human history a virgin got pregnant without a man. Think about that. That is a miracle. That's a miracle. Amen? <clears throat> now, Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. It says, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. This passage in Genesis is the first ever prophetic statement of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
of the Lord Jesus Christ and his first coming. And it shows you what the purpose of his first coming is. Jesus Christ came. He was born to die. Jesus Christ was born to die. And you see this right here. And I'm going to tell you something. There's still enmity between these two seeds. Because you have God's children, and then you've got the children of Satan. And they're still getting, they're still clashing. There's still enmity there. You know, in James, it says that the friendship with the world is enmity with God. So there's still the enmity between these two seeds. And anyone in Jesus Christ, any child of God that is in Jesus Christ, is part of that good seed. Okay, but then you have the seed of this, that serpent. Now you might say, well, that's kind of weird. Well, it may sound weird, but you got to remember, Satan has children too. Satan has kids too. We call them tares. And there's enmity between the wheat and the tares. Okay. Now, Matthew chapter 2 verse 11. It says, "And when they were come into the house, they saw the young the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they present unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now you notice the specific language of that verse. We see that this verse is talking about the three, well, we don't know if it's just three wise men. The Bible doesn't make that clear. But we know that there were magi from the east that came to visit Jesus. Okay? You know, and, and, and the thing is, we know it's more than two. Now, we assume three because there were three gifts given. But that doesn't necessarily mean that there were exactly three. There could have been more of them. We don't know. The Bible doesn't make that clear. But there is something that I want you to pay attention to in that verse. The Bible talks about that they saw the young child. Doesn't say babe. Doesn't say baby. It says young child, which means that at this time Jesus is already he's probably most likely maybe a year or two old. Okay, he's already He's already been born. And if you don't believe that, when Jesus came, when Jesus, on the night that Jesus was born, there was no room in the inn. There was no room in the inn. 
But that's not what, but in this verse here, it says, and when they came, when they were coming to the house. So they must have, so there must have had been some time pass to where they actually were staying in a house. Okay, because on the night when Jesus was born, there was no room in the inn. But here we see that they're in a house. Makes sense. Now, um, let's continue on here. Matthew chapter 12, verse 46 through 50. Matthew 12, 46 through 50. It says, While he yet talked to the people, behold, his mother and his brethren stood without desiring to speak with him. Then one said unto him, Behold, thy mother and brethren stand without desiring to speak with thee. But he answered and said unto him, unto him that told him, Who is my mother and who are my brethren? And he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren. For whatsoever shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. In Luke chapter 1, Verses 27 to 35, it says, To a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art, art, hail, thou that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him... She was troubled at a saying, and, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, saying, I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, said unto her The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the son of God you guys I don't know about you but that right there is a very very powerful very powerful miraculous verse set of verses I should say Powerful verses. Very powerful. Now, let's go to Luke chapter 2, verse 4 through 7. It says, And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, 
being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. Why? Because there was no room for them in the inn. You guys, this is what I'm getting at. There was no room from them in the inn. They laid Jesus in a manger. But when the Magi came, what is it? What is it, what does it say in Matthew? It says in Matthew that they were in a house. Is that a contradiction? No, it's not. Because there must have had been some time that passed. Okay. There had to have been some time that passed. See, the Magi couldn't just open up a wormhole and a portal and be instantly there. Doesn't work that way. Okay. It took them time for them to get to Bethlehem. And they had to follow the star. So you see that even from scripture, you see that there is no room for them in the end, but in Matthew you find them in a house. So there had to be some time that passed. There had to be. It's not a contradiction. Okay? God will never contradict himself. Never. Now, Read, let's, let's, continue, let's go back to Matthew here and let's continue reading. Uh, picking up here in verse 19 and we'll read through 20. It says, And Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily, you know, privately, quietly. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, Fear not to take unto thee, Mary, thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Um, now, this might be a little bit a little bit off topic, but this was actually one of the verses that that popped up and and cross connecting with. This and it's and I and it's probably most likely because it's showing that it is possible that you have the Lord and the you have angels and the Lord that can appear in dreams. Okay, and so we see this going back to Solomon. Okay, in First Kings chapter three verse five it says, "In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night." And God said, ask what I shall give thee. So we see that it's very possible. You know, we see that an, an, uh, an angel appeared to Joseph in a dream. But in, in, in Solomon's day, we see that God appeared to him in a dream. No, we don't know. We don't know. We, we, we really don't know how he did so. But we do know the Lord appeared to, him, to Solomon in a dream. Okay. He did. Now you might say, well, that, that can't be true. Well, no, it's in the Bible. 1 Kings 3, 5. I just read it. <laughs> you know, you see what I'm saying? 
Matthew chapter 12, verse 20. Uh, Matthew chapter, no, not Matthew 12. Matthew chapter 2, verses 12 to 21. This is speaking uh, as per the Magi. Okay? And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way, and when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee to Egypt. And be thou there until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. And when he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night, and departed into Egypt. And was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wroth, and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem, and all the coast thereof, from, listen to this, from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremy the prophet, saying, In Ramah there was a voice heard, lamentation and weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, and would not be comforted because they are not. But when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeareth in the dream to Joseph, in Egypt, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and go into the land of Israel, for they are dead, which sought the young child's life. And he arose, and took the young child and his mother, and came into the land of Israel. So, that's kind of my, that's kind of my, um, um, that is my take on the, on, on the word young child. Because it says that Herod had these children from two years of age and under killed. Now, why would God put that? Well, for he put it in there for a reason. There's a reason why it says two years old and under. So Jesus was not a baby. Okay, he was a young child, very young child. That's why I say, you know, he was probably maybe a year or two old because the fact that Herod had all these kids killed under the age of two. I won't go further into that because I think it. I think I pretty much. I think it's pretty much self-explanatory. Now, <clears throat> Matthew twenty-seven nineteen. It says when he was sat down on the judgment seat. This is being, this is, um, this is Pontius Pilate, okay? This is Pontius Pilate. Um, when he was sat down in the judgment seat, his wife sent unto him, saying, Have thou nothing to do with that just man? For I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. So Pilate's wife even acknowledged that Christ was... A just man, an innocent man. Uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 4 through 7. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, 
because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son. Okay, so I already read that verse already. I apologize. There might be an overlap in verses, and I do apologize for that. Um, but well, I'll, I'll finish it off anyways. It says, and wrapped them in swaddling clothes and laid them in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. Not end, in. Okay. So let's go ahead and uh, let's pick up here in verse 21. It says, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. So you see there's a connection with the verse all the way back to Genesis. Genesis 3.15 to what we just read. He shall save his people from their sins. Okay. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 23 verses 5 through 6. It says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch. Now let's stop right there for a second. In your King James Bibles, you'll realize that that word branch, the B, is capitalized. And so anytime that you see a capitalization like that in your Bible, it has a deity significance. So, who do you think that's talking about? That branch is talking about that. That's Christ. Christ is that righteous branch. Okay, so anytime you see a capitalization, it's referring, it has a DT significance. Okay, now it says, And a king shall reign and prosper and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In his days, Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name, whereby he shall be called the Lord, our righteousness. Think about who Jesus Christ is. Christ is what? Christ is our righteousness. Why? Because Christ is perfect. We don't have righteousness. God calls our righteousness filthy rags. But the righteousness of Christ is so much more than we can ever do. And therefore, Christ is our righteousness. We are not righteous on our own accord. We are righteous because of Christ and what he did at the cross. It's all about Christ, and when we are born again, when we're filled with His Spirit, we're then, by His grace, made righteous, not because of anything we did, it's because of what Christ did for us at the cross. The Lord Jesus Christ is our righteousness. This Bible is right. The King James Bible is right, I'm telling you. 
In Luke chapter 1, verse 31, it says, And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. John chapter 1, verse 29, The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him, and saith, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Amen. He came to set you free from your sin. Jesus Christ came. He, he, Jesus Christ was born to die. Why? So he can set you free from your sin. But also to save you from hell. But he came to save you from your own sins. Amen. Romans chapter 1 verse 2 it says which he had promised afore by his prophets in the holy scriptures Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign behold a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel and Emmanuel is being interpreted interpreted as God with us. Jesus Christ is God the Son who came in the form of man to die on that cross to set us free from our sins so that through him we can spend all eternity in heaven with him through what he did at the cross. Amen. Now, Isaiah chapter nine, verse six through seven. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Let's count how many names that is. You've got Wonderful. You've got Counselor. You've got the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Five names of Jesus Christ mentioned in that verse. And you want to know something? Jesus Christ is God's grace that he gives to us. Christ is grace. Five is the number for grace. And you got five names mentioned in that verse. In reference of Jesus Christ. Of the increase of his government... And peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Amen. Now, <clears throat> we're almost done. We got a couple more verses. And uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up. Okay? We're almost done. 
but we are done with the notes. So, we see here, let's start, let's, let's go back up here and we'll start in verse 21 and we'll read through. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Amen. Now, let's finish off the last two verses, and we'll close. It says, Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not, till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Now, I don't want to get too, too, too graphic. Okay. So, Joseph took Mary to wife after that dream. Now where it says he knew her not. Now, Joseph didn't go in on to his wife. He didn't go into a, he didn't go in on to his wife until after Jesus was born. Because Jesus had to be that pure, perfect, spotless Lamb of God. Which is why the Immaculate Conception had to happen by the power of the Holy Ghost. If man, if Joseph would have gone in on, had, would have gone in on to Mary and conceived and bear a son or daughter, that offspring would have a sin nature. Okay? So to protect and to preserve Jesus being conceived, Joseph didn't have, he didn't go in onto his wife and bear kids till after Christ was born. Because when after Christ was born, okay, then Joseph went in unto Mary and, and had kids, okay? Jesus did have half-brothers and half-sisters. You have James, the author, of, the, the author of, who wrote the book of James. Okay, James was the half-brother of Jesus. Okay, he was. Jesus did have half-siblings, okay? But for in order for... But in order for Jesus to maintain to being that perfect sacrifice, Joseph couldn't go in on to Mary until after Jesus was born. When Jesus was born, then he could go in on to Mary and have kids. Does that make sense? This is why Mary had to have that immaculate conception. This is why... This is why it had to be done by the power of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is God. 
And God is perfect. God is perfect. So because it was done by the power of the Holy Ghost and man was not involved in that conception, Jesus then... Jesus then was able to take up and be qualified to being that perfect spotless lamb. Why? So he can go to the cross and willingly lay his life down to pay my sin debt, to pay your sin debt, to pay the sin debt of the whole world, to have all of our sins on him. And judged at the cross. And when our sins went on Christ. On Calvary. His righteousness came on us. And it wasn't anything we deserved. It was grace. It was a gift. It was a gift. I want to close by saying this if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today is the day of salvation tomorrow may be too late all you have to do is cry out to God repent of your sin ask Him to save you ask Him to forgive you Ask Him into your heart and life. Believe on your heart that you know. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. But the only way that you will be able to repent and be able to get saved is for the Holy Ghost to convict you and to help you realize that you are a wretched sinner in need of a Savior. Without Christ, we are all sinners on our way to a devil's hell. But the good news is, you don't have to go to hell. You don't have to go there. Cry out to Christ. Cry out to Him. Ask the Lord to save you of your sins. Ask Him to save you. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you'll be saved. Amen. You'll be saved. Listen, Jesus so loves you. Jesus Christ so loves you. That he willingly laid his life down to save you. He went through so much and at a great price to save your soul. Will you make him your savior today? Will you choose to cry out to him? You don't need a preacher to, to pray with you. You don't need 
to be parenting a prayer. All you need is to just a just acknowledge that you are in need of a Savior. Cry out to Jesus Christ. Ask Him to save you. If you cry out to Him, He'll save you. He'll save you. It's not difficult. Salvation is very simple. It's very simple. Will you cry out to Him today? Jesus, Jesus loves you. He wants you. He, he desires for you to be saved. He desires a relationship with you. Will you let him into your heart? Will you cry out to him? Amen. So listen, I, I just wanted to say this. I, I hope this was a blessing uh, to you. I hope that... You all may have gotten something from this. I hope that that uh, you learned something from this. I hope that this was something that uh, you know um, that you were blessed by. I hope you were blessed by by this particular teaching. And um, my prayer and hope is that the gospel was shared. My my hope and prayer is that people would get saved as a result of these videos. And so I want you to, I want you all to do me a favor. I want you all to pray for me. Pray for my, my, my videos. Pray for my ministry. I, I, I covet your prayers. I need your prayers. Amen. And I know that God's word will not return void. Now, <clears throat> next week, we will be getting into John chapter, uh, not John. We'll be getting into Matthew chapter 2. Okay, Matthew chapter 2, and uh, we'll be getting into that next week. So you pray for me, and uh, you pray that God would just, just give me the words to speak on chapter 2, okay? And so we're going to go through chapter 2 next week. I don't know if we'll finish it or not, but hopefully we may, we may not, I don't know. So you pray for me on that. We'll just pray that, you know, God's will be done. Amen. So we'll be doing that next week. Also remember, um, this Sunday, I'm going to be preaching. Um, it won't be here, but it'll be at my church. Okay. So there will be no broadcast this Sunday because the broadcast will be the message that I will preach. I will record it and put it on Facebook, YouTube, and Sermon Audio. So it will all be up there. Okay. So you pray for me for, for Sunday. Um, I have it all kind of out. I just need to kind of make some adjustments if needed. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, other than that, um, that's all I got for tonight. So I love you guys. Uh, God bless you guys. I love you. I do. Um, hope this will, I hope this was a blessing. Hope that you guys got something from this. Amen. So, um, but with that said, um, you guys have a great night. God bless you. And Lord willing, we will see you next week. All right. God bless you guys. See ya. Love ya. Bye.